0: What is up, Yulish Chimons and our Chicky Babes? Welcome back to the pod. This is episode number 18. My name is Kate.
1: Hi, I'm Corrine. I actually think it's episode 19. This is actually
0: episode 19. (laughs) So welcome to episode 19. Today, we are talking about confidence, our experience with confidence, how you build it, what does it mean to us, etc. Which is going to be a juicy ep. But before we get into it, as always, we're going to do a little catch up. So you had a big
1: weekend. How has the last mm. week been? Uh, it's been really good. It's been really good. We went away. We went down to Sydney. So it was a 10-hour drive from where we live south. Um, yeah, Kate did some funny eyes. I, I don't like driving. <laughs> I hate driving. But we did stop over halfway. We got to stop off at your place. Yay. Yay. And we recorded last week's potty together we over a glass of wine and I, I'm really interested to edit, to edit that and
0: I was I was it popped into my head the other day I'm like wow I just fucking did not stop talking <laughs> you asked me a question and then I answered it 20 minutes later
1: <laughs> um and so it was really nice just to see you um and it was really nice to be down in Sydney so Anthony and I lived in Cronulla before we moved up to northern New South Wales. We bought our first home in Carring Bar and we stayed with his grandma and granddad in Carring Bar. So it was really nice to kind of go down to Cronulla where we used to live and, you know, just walk down the little plaza. We got some Ritz chicks, which is just like barbecued chicken and veggies. It was actually after traveling for two days and not having like Proper food, yeah, it was so good. I was like, this is the best, and on the Saturday, we went to the Easter Show with the boys, which was heaps of fun. I had a lot of fun, we got show bags and we went on the rides and watched the wood chopping and looked at the animals, so it was a really nice experience, and I think the boys really liked it as well, but yeah, again, just the difference between the two boys is really interesting, like Jackson didn't want to go on any of the scary rides like he's definitely a play it safe type of dude he just wanted to go on the merry-go-round and he was super content with that whereas tyler was like he went on the giant slides which are like so high up in the sky he wanted to go on this um like water raft ride where you kind of like go down big hill and water splashes up he went on the monster truck he wanted to go on the roller coaster oh, but he shit. was too he was too short <laughs> he wanted to go in the dodging cars but unfortunately he was too short but he was just like I want to go on this he's a little thrill seeker so uh, I had a lot of fun with him because I do enjoy going on rides so I cannot wait till he's older and we can go to like dream world and movie world and go on all the scary roller coasters and then Sunday was granddad's ninetieth birthday. 90 he's actually doing pretty well like he's got some issues with his body but like he's still mobile he's still you know can get up and down and walk around um but his mind's still really sharp which is just super awesome like just 90 years old is just crazy and it was really nice to see the boys interacting with their great-grandfather and doing boy stuff like he was showing them how to use the remote and <laughs> the boys love having control of the remote and like looking at his tools and his shed uh, so those things were really really cute and then Monday we did a 10 hour drive back home we left at like four o'clock in the morning so it it wasn't too bad but by the end of it yeah I was just so glad to be home and back into normal routine this morning Oh, which is just so good. Just you miss, missed my own space, missed my routine, my own space and the girls, our dogs and our cats. So it was really nice just to be home today. Awesome weekend. Definitely want to go away more often. It was nice to have that break and I feel really invigorated and kind of grateful for my space. We talked a lot about being bored, um, and, and even how that then transitions into like work and maybe even into a little bit of self-confidence as well. I guess you just get stuck in your head a bit when you're kind of in the same environment and yeah, just, it was nice to kind of be somewhere else, be challenged in different ways and then come home and be energized, invigorated and ke- I'm so keen to work this week and I haven't felt this way for a while, so woo bring it bring it what about you Kate
0: did you enjoy our little stopover yeah it was really interesting meeting everyone your family and yeah I mean we barely got to see each other it was very very short so but apart from that it was good um I have been single mothering for the last like five or six days which has been I don't know how single moms do it I'm looking after a fucking dog let alone a child and he, Teddy, um, he vomited yesterday morning because he'd eaten her chucks like a whole Ugh, Teddy. Yeah. So he was really uncomfortable. I realized for a few days, he was just acting really naughty. The day after you guys left, he was just being so fucking cheeky and kept like barking in my face, which is really out of character. And then the next morning he vomited. So... I was like oh you were just really uncomfortable but couldn't and he vomited up chucks yeah
1: yeah oh that's good he vomited it up and it didn't get stuck in his bowels I know. idiot dog idiot
0: do you not know these things (laughs) I know it's like this eighth time probably like he's he's had four or five vets trips to the vet to make him vomit socks anyway um but apart from that we've got the Renaults are like fully in swing now with jackhammering and all kinds mm. of shit. So upstairs now.
1: story. yeah, sorry.
0: Yeah, which is really exciting. And then, yeah, not really much has happened in my last week. Today we're talking about confidence and it's something
1: that I have definitely struggled with in a lot of different areas of my life. Has it been a struggle of yours and can you
0: pinpoint different areas for you that it's been... I think people would be lying if they have never struggled with confidence, Uh, of course, across different stages and chapters of our life. Like, in in my opinion, you're not confident until you feel competent. And so if you're first starting something, whatever that might be, the gym, a new job, even a new relationship, like any area of your life, if you don't feel competent at something, then you won't feel confident. And so, yeah. Yeah. I feel like every single human has faced a lack of confidence until they feel competent doing something. Mm,
1: Yeah, I like that and it makes a lot of sense because there's definitely times where I have not felt confident at all and have had to force myself into situations and you build the competency and the skill over time and do become a lot more confident in it. And I guess that's where imposter syndrome can kind of sneak in as well hey yeah good old imposter syndrome (laughs) love that
0: but also even sometimes when you do feel competent at something you can still lack confidence based on imposter syndrome because you're comparing to other people who are ahead of you
1: yeah and I often feel yeah like I don't know enough or I'm not good enough which is the imposter syndrome but then affects my confidence, how I perform, what actions I take.
0: Yeah. And just to to a note on the imposter syndrome, like for both of us in our work, like like you and I have discussed your, we both, but you know so much in what you're doing with all of your core pelvic floor, pregnancy post, all of that amazing stuff. Um, Yet sometimes you lack confidence in your knowledge base Likewise with me, I know a lot about all of the shit that I'm doing, but still sometimes feel like I lack uh, knowledge in what we're doing, but that comes from comparison to people who are ahead of us or people that we've think are experts in the field. Mm. And so even when you do feel competent, you can still have that imposter syndrome struggle based on the comparison. So don't we love our brains? <laughs> uh, and does confidence mean anything to
1: you in particular? If you were to kind of like narrow it down to a few words or a
0: sentence? I think to me, confidence means feeling comfortable being myself, like owning who I am as a person. So when you do that, you can show up in any environment knowing that you are who you are and you don't need to know everything, you're just where you're at currently in your journey. And so whether that be walking into a gym or walking into a room of humans, like, you can sort of hold your head high knowing that you are who you are and feeling comfortable in who you are.
1: Yeah, confidence to me means believing in myself and having self-belief and taking action. Despite yeah.
0: not having or despite not feeling confident. Yeah.
1: So maybe I have some doubts, but I still kind of do it anyway. And and I guess I wouldn't do it if I didn't have that element that I could achieve it and that I could do something. And then I guess yeah like over time with practice I become more confident in myself and confident in my skills and I guess what I have to offer. And yeah. And then I'm just a confident person. <laughs> so you've got a little definition of what confidence means do you want to give that one a whirl
0: (laughs) I'll give it a whirl so yeah I just pulled this from the interwebs uh the interwebs said that self-confidence is an attitude about your skills and abilities it means you accept and trust yourself and have a sense of control in your life and just for a little fun fact the word confidence comes from a latin word Fidere, I don't know how to say it f-i-d-e-r-e which means to trust therefore having self-confidence is having trust in oneself yeah so I feel like self-trust and self-belief are sort of go hand in hand like your definition is believing in yourself trusting yourself is believing in yourself in in a way isn't it
1: yeah and I guess because my biggest fear is um a fear of failure so confidence would be trusting myself enough to know that I'm not going
0: to fail. Or you might, but you know that you'll be okay on the back of that.
1: Yeah, and I guess the reality is I can't really fail if I give it a go yeah.
0: and I do it. And you keep trying.
1: Yeah, I can't fail. Mm. So you know that you can rely on yourself and you've written here too, a choice and an action.
0: Yeah, so I think that confidence is twofold. It's like 50 50 mindset action. You have to, in order to feel confident, you have to take action. You feel confidence through competence, but there has to be a simultaneous mindset process where you learn how to believe in yourself and trust yourself so you work on your belief and in turn it helps you take action you take action and in turn it helps you believe in yourself Mm. so it's like a cyclical process you need both action helps the belief belief helps the action
1: and for me I find that when I take these steps or take action that I may be afraid of just taking the step in, in itself helps build that confidence like I've done something that was hard and that's like a little step along the way. And it's kind of like, well, no matter what the outcome is there, that's one step forward into feeling confident, believing in myself, trusting in myself. And I definitely feel it is a process, especially if you do lack confidence. It's not like you're just going to take the action and be like, yes, I'm so confident now. It's a step-by-step process and can take time sometimes as well to have that self-belief and have that self-trust and I think a a lot of that comes down to how our brains are wired as well like how that lack of confidence and self-trust can also come from a place of us wanting to protect ourselves so as an example I have a fear of failure so it's easier for me just to not do things and stay in my little comfort bubble but I'm not really going to achieve anything sitting in my comfort bubble right so when I go to take a step my brain's always like oh but you're going to fail, you might fail, what if, what if, what if? But I do it anyway and, like I said, doesn't really matter what the outcome is because taking that action in itself is enough to tell fucking Vicky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm like, I totally forgot her name because she hasn't <laughs> been around for a while. I've just, like, haven't associated with her a while. And dressed nice. her, the dumb yeah. dog. <laughs> and, yeah, just taking that step is enough to, like back down, back down, good old Vicky,
0: Piper, back,
1: like, back in that back seat, mate. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Zip that lip.
0: Yeah, I think where a lot of people struggle with confidence is that they kind of sit back and wait to feel confident, or they think that some people are just confident and they're not, but honestly, yeah, I think a lot of people sit back and feel like some people are just confident, and, and I'm not because of X, Y, Z reason, but just like body image, you're not fucking born out the at your mum's birth canal, I was going to use the word womb. (laughs) Uh, Like feeling confident or not feeling confident. Confidence is something that you build. And so someone that you view as confident, they didn't just like miraculously feel confident. They had to take action in order to feel that way. So I think it's really important as a reminder that you can't just sit at home and like do all of the mindset work and then wait to feel confident and then take action. Again, it's a 50-50 process. You have to take action alongside working on all your beliefs. And as a reminder, it's not a good idea if you're lacking confidence to just like go and throw yourself in the deep end. Taking a small step helps you build that courage to take more steps. It helps build that competency. It helps build that confidence to then continue to take bigger steps.
1: Yeah, and it's a bit like habit building as well like I guess confidence can be become a habit based on the actions that you take and that just kind of reminds me of a couple of things it's like in the training space or whatever space um you know, I have this quote that motivation comes from action you like and it's very similar to what you're saying you don't just sit there and you're like yes I'm motivated it's sometimes yes that's true you'll have moments of motivation but for the most part we're not always highly motivated motivation comes from doing motivation comes from action so doing your walk doing a workout that's what builds momentum and that's what keeps us motivated um it just doesn't happen out of thin air and in relation to habit building or building confidence like in in a gym setting as as an example or uh i know i've often kind of even with like my nutrition or my body comp goals or wanting to get into the gym, again, that fear of failure and not achieving it is there, but taking those small steps. So it might just be, um, you've even taught this, like your, your habit, how you approach habits. So you do a habit for 30 days, you do it every single day or whatever the commitment is. So my commitment might be go for a walk three days a week, but we might start at just doing one walk a week. And if I can commit to that for a period of time, I build trust and confidence in myself. And then I can up that to two walks a week. When I feel that I can commit to that, I can up that to three walks a week. And then I build my confidence in myself. I can achieve this. I can do this. And that fear of failure slowly disappears. And I guess that came to me, as you mentioned, not to throw yourself in the deep end. And if you sit here and go, oh, well, like I'm going to do three walks and you just can't do that initially, it's not necessarily going to be helpful for you. And it might even, what's the word I'm looking for? That fear of failure you have might even validate that because you go, well, I can't achieve those three walks. I am a failure or whatever your thought thought process or belief is. But what we can do is commit to one walk, build that confidence, you're not a failure you can achieve and then we can layer on so yeah habits that's kind of what I'm hearing a little bit
0: mm. it's called the one promise rule what you're referring that's to it. and to look at it a different way instead of like the one walk a week it's what about we commit to like a five or ten minute walk most days of the week and the way that I teach it and I actually learned this from the holistic psychologist by the way it's not my teaching (laughs) is to commit to something a promise that you want to make to yourself and by so let's use the walk example if you put your shoes on and get out of the house and go for a five minute walk you're still committing to the promise that you will go for a walk the time frame doesn't actually matter and so when you do that you can say I kept my promise to myself much the same with I'm going to journal every day if you open your journal and write I journaled today and shut it That's still committing to your promise. That's still keeping that promise to yourself because you have done the action no matter how long, short, whatever that might be. And so when you commit to that every single day, let's take a 10-minute walk, for example, you've kept the promise. By doing that, you build your self-trust, you build your self-belief, and then resultantly, you've, you've built the confidence in yourself. So, yes, I also agree that confidence is very much a habit. Getting into the habit of taking action regardless of your fears, like acknowledging that your fears exist, saying hello to them, saying thanks for trying to keep me safe, thanks for trying to protect me, but we don't need you. Shut the fuck up. Pipe down. Veronica, um, what's mine called? Irene. <laughs> 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 Veronica's is my unicorn mug. Um, yeah, saying thank you for being here. I understand that you're here to keep me safe and protect me and keep me in my comfort zone, but right now I don't need you. So So you're um and then taking action regardless of that fear existing because the truth is we're humans the way that our brains work is as you said to protect us to keep us in our comfort zone because our brains don't like change so you need to acknowledge those fears but then take action regardless Mm.
1: and that kind of leads me into what we'd written here next is when we when we have when we have had being you and i a lack of confidence what have we done to help gain back our confidence? And the note that I've written here is action taking always for me, it's taking action. And now that I've read like your five step model, which is actually really awesome. um, I definitely do go through a lot of the steps that you've written there, but I guess maybe on more of a subconscious level, it's not something that I maybe practice consciously because I do have to take those steps in order to get to the point where I'm, willing to take the action that I need to take um do you want to run through the five steps here
0: yeah just before I do this um you mentioned like the with motivation like you take action and then you gain momentum and I think the word momentum is something really important to just touch on it just kind of popped back into my head as you were talking when I think of like momentum is so important, even if we're not even talking about confidence, which I know is a bit unrelated, but say like, as an example, like you and I have to film content pretty fucking regularly. And a lot of the time, honestly, I don't feel like doing it, Yeah. but I might record like a little 20 second TikTok or something. And by taking that action, even if it's tiny, it actually gets you in that momentum, which then makes you feel excited for doing it. So Again, slightly unrelated, but if we're bringing it back into the confidence realm, taking that one small action, like mm-hmm. even uh, James Clear talks about it in Atomic Habits, where he talks about even the process of like putting your shoes on to get out the door to go for a walk, that's a win because otherwise you're just sitting on the couch watching Netflix or something. And so by putting your shoes on and even getting out the door for 10 minutes, you're in momentum. What happens when you're in momentum is you probably won't turn around after 10 minutes. you keep no, going you'll for keep walk. Going. Yeah, I've but definitely that done that. Same. And I sometimes do it when I can't be fucked to go to the gym. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to go and like walk on the treadmill or do a short session, whatever. And then when you get there and you get into momentum, you start feeling good, whether that's recording a video, going for a walk, going to the gym, whatever that looks like, that momentum is something that really assists in moving forward. And it's the moving forward and taking action which over time compounds into feeling competent in something, which then, of course, equals confidence. So momentum, habit, momentum and habits, confidence is really that,
1: which builds that self-trust and belief. Yeah. And, like, sometimes my work is really hard for me to get into. So I'll just sit on my computer, like, even to the point where, like, sitting down on my computer is, like, cringe so (laughs) I open my computer and do something that I like do something that is super fun and then I find that I'm at my computer so I'll kind of naturally progress onto the stuff that I have have to do so start off something really easy and maybe even something that you do enjoy and that can help you build that momentum to continue to take action
0: yeah I like it I like it so the five step model to confidence five model step five step model (laughs) (laughs) whatever Um, way whatever way you say it it all works so i like you said this is not necessarily something that you have to do consciously but just in order to put it in a process and a step model um, this is what i teach in my course and yeah is just a helpful way to begin the process of building confidence so step one is awareness I believe that's the first step to changing literally everything. It's just gaining awareness on your thoughts and beliefs and where you're at in terms of what it is that you're trying to do. So what's a good example that I can keep referring back to when I talk about this model? Like when we're talking about building confidence, building confidence in what area of our life shall we refer to? Mm. I feel like the gym's a good example.
1: Yeah, let's use the and gym. So like- relatable. So we're lacking confidence, getting to the gym because we're fearful that we don't know what never to been
0: do.
1: Before. Yeah, we've never been before. We don't know what to do. Maybe we're worried that people are judging us. Yeah, the equipment is foreign. The environment is foreign. All of that. It's all. Yep. It's, it's new. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Ahead.
0: So that's our example. So step one: awareness, thoughts and beliefs. Where am I at? All right. I want to go to the gym because I want to start working out I want to start feeling good within my body so just sitting feeling present to what comes up when I think about the gym perfect example I think people are going to judge me because I'm a bit overweight right now I don't want people to judge me because I don't know what I'm doing and that's embarrassing and for me
1: I used to be able to perform a certain way before having children and now I can't and people are gonna
0: know and they're gonna think that I'm not good (laughs) Yeah. So gaining clarity on like, what is the resistance to going to the gym? Where are we at? Our thoughts and beliefs. Step two is acceptance, which is also...
1: Hold on. Can I just take a step back? And usually that is just those thoughts that do come up are usually just a reflection of what we think about ourselves, or they are a reflection of what we think about ourselves. Because I can guarantee you that when I walked in the gym postpartum, no one, no one looked at me and went, oh, wow, she's postpartum. She used to fucking be able to deadlift peeps heavy and can't now. Like, they were like, if anything, I got encouragement. Like, wow, like you, amazing. Like, it's so great that you keep prioritizing yourself and, you know, doing what's important for you. So it's definitely just a reflection of what you think about yourself and probably something that, yeah, maybe a little bit more reflection is needed to help overcome that as well.
0: Yes, great to note. And also just as a like to add on to that, often the judgments that we feel that others are placing on us is a projection of the judgments that we're placing on ourselves. Mm. So I guess my example in that context, in that realm is when I was super, super overweight and I went to the gym for the first couple of times, I thought people are going to judge me because I'm so overweight. I guess that, that example, like, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. So embarrassing. La la la. <laughs> but that's because I was judging myself and those were yeah. thoughts that I was having about myself. So it's always great to self-reflect. It's always great to gain awareness of what's going through our head. And I guess with the gym, just as you said, like no one fucking gave a shit. Like,
1: no. And to be honest, everyone, like if anyone's going to be a cunt, excuse my language, it's because they're just a cunt of a person. Yeah. Most people are like, so supportive and encouraging and that's really all i've um, seen at in gym environments and maybe that's because that's the type of person i am too so that's what i i noticed um but yeah if i saw someone in any kind of walk of life coming to the gym like i just want to encourage them for what they want to achieve
0: Mm. and also (laughs) just to continue uh I so I used to train at Fitness First in St. Leonard's that was my first ever gym and there was mirrors everywhere and I would often like look up and someone was looking at me through the mirror like they were facing forward but looking at me and my immediate thought was oh they're judging me oh did I do that wrong blah blah blah." but oftentimes you just happen to fucking catch someone's eye and they're not judging you or they're looking at you thinking, you know, they could be thinking such positive things like, Oh, that's so fucking cool. That girl's here, like working on herself. And that was actually the truth because as I kept going like six days a week and was very on my journey, I had so many people like come up to me and like
1: like, high fives, pats on the back. yeah, I'm I'm like,
0: well, they weren't really, but like (laughs) verbally pat me on the back, encouraging me. And so, yeah, oftentimes we think we. Our immediate thought is that person's judging me, but that's because we're judging ourselves. And and yeah. nine times out of ten, they're not. They just ha- you 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 either just like catch their eye, just like. As Dude, a sometimes
1: thing. sometimes I'm like purposely looking at people. <laughs> I probably come across as a creep, but to get their eye attention, like to get their eye contact, so I can be like, hey, and go talk to them.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I can totally understand how it might be creepy if I'm just like, ah,
1: hurry up and look at me. <laughs>
0: We're going to pull that as a clip. (laughs) Yeah. So just check yourself. Like we, we often think the worst. We think someone's judging us because we're judging ourselves and probably they're fucking not. And if they are, they're a fuckwit and you don't want to be friends with them anyway. And then that's
1: a reflection of them and their insecurities and nothing to do with you. So number one, awareness,
0: (laughs) awareness of our thoughts. Yeah, number two is acceptance. So when we're speaking about confidence in relation to acceptance, I believe that acceptance is about taking like radical ownership of where we're at and just accepting that this is where we're at in terms of our journey, whatever journey it is that we're on in life. And yeah, just honest and open exploration into who you have been being how you have been thinking and the actions that you have been taking. So if we're referencing the gym example, maybe you're wanting to get into the gym because you have been eating lots of shit and you just feel really yucky in your body and so just accepting this is where we're at. This is our actions that have that we've been undertaking that have led us to here and just ownership, acceptance of where we're at. And from a place of acceptance, then we can create change. If you're not in a place of acceptance, you're actually in a place of denial or a place of blame, which you can't create change from and you can't create confidence from. So acceptance of us, where we're at, our actions, who we've mm. been, how we've been thinking, etc. And yeah, oftentimes this can be a bit of a like subconscious process. Like you don't necessarily have to sit down and like, I accept myself, but it is important to take radical honesty and sorry radical ownership of just where we're at which brings us out of that place of denial or blame and just into the current uh into our reality present yeah yeah time
1: (laughs) (laughs) so if i'm to use my postpartum experience i'm and i'm going to the gym i'm aware that i don't quite feel confident in my body and i'm struggling with how my body moves postpartum and how I'm feeling I accept that this is the stage of life that I'm in at the moment you know I gave birth to a beautiful baby not that long ago yeah my body is going to be this way but by taking action which is the next step yay look at me go I can work on what I want to work on and then in turn feel how I want to feel look how I want to look do what I want to do xyz whatever your goal is So step three is action.
0: Yes. So we have awareness of our thoughts, et cetera. We've accepted this this is where we're at and we are choosing to create change. Now, as we've discussed several times, confidence is competence, meaning you feel confident when you feel like you are competent doing something. So competence comes from repetitive action, feeling comfortable, familiar, and thus, of course, competent at it. So if we're to use our gym example, to use me, when I first went to the gym, I'd never stepped foot in a gym. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I didn't know. I didn't even know what exercises meant. Like I didn't, I didn't know like, you know, a Romanian deadlift. Like what the actual fuck is that? I don't know how to do that. Do I need a dumbbell? Do I need a barbell? Do I need a fucking kettlebell? I don't know. Um, you could use all of them actually. I was but- going to say, <laughs>
1: just an FYI, you can
0: use any. <laughs> but through, like I had a personal trainer. And I would, uh, he obviously taught me a lot, but also then I would YouTube, like, how do I do this? Whilst I was sitting at the fucking gym, like feeling so embarrassed because I didn't know what I was doing. But through repetitive action, continuing to show up at the gym, continuing to do a hinge pattern, continuing to do the, the exercise or even actually in the gym atmosphere and environment, which can feel incredibly intimidating if you are lacking confidence, just even being in the environment, through familiarity, you're building that confidence in the space. Yeah. So actually, something that I used to coach my weight loss clients on when they when they really didn't want to go to the gym and they lacked like they wanted to go to the gym but they really didn't want to go to the gym because they lacked the confidence was just to go into the gym and walk on a treadmill for 20 minutes and walk out. But by doing that, they were in the space. You can you can like see where all the equipment is. You can feel the atmosphere. You can watch yeah. how people interact and just by showing up and doing that you're in the environment and it's starting to feel familiar which then over time you can you know begin to do other things but familiarity of the environment is something that is actually really important if we're talking about going to the gym because it can feel so intimidating if you've never walked in there before
1: yeah and i guess that's the same with with any any environment like social situations if you're a little bit nervous you can start off small and build the way up so maybe you'll go somewhere with one friend or two friends or to a party where you feel uncomfortable but you have a support system and for me postpartum and I know a lot of my clients they don't have the confidence in their body it's a really kind of foreign foreign feeling because especially the demographic I work with which is women who strength train, who are usually like high performers. Um, and then even through pregnancy, we can still perform a certain way, even though that decreases over time. But then postpartum is like a whole different kettle of fish. And and you can have a lot of things and a lot of issues with your body that maybe you weren't expecting or that just tend to arise after giving birth. And it's just about building that confidence in your body again. Like that's a big part of it, especially a lot of women who do have like diastasis, which is the ab muscles separating, or uh, prolapse, which is when your organs can descend into your vagina. It can, it can be really scary and you don't quite know what to do, what to think or what to feel. But And it's just about building the confidence back up in your abilities and knowing that what you're doing isn't making shit worse. It's actually fixing your shit over time. So, and you become
0: competent, competent and competent. And even even just like women in general, I guess if I was to relate it to body image, because I think a lot of people, and if we're talking about feeling comfortable within our own skin, and this relates to post baby or just in general as a human being, we spoke about uh, one or two or three or five, I don't fucking know, one of the episodes (laughs) in the last couple of weeks about a bit of a disconnect between like living in our body we're all living in our heads and we're not connecting was that in on the podcast or was that a conversation that I had with someone completely different maybe a conversation you had with someone completely <laughs> different
1: <laughs> well I've definitely been thinking about this recently mm-hmm.
0: anyway uh that a lot of us are very disconnected from our bodies we're not in our bodies we're in our heads it's like this cut off oh no that was my friend the other day at coffee never mind we haven't spoken about it so if we're talking about feeling comfortable and confident in our bodies again whether you're postpartum or not just standing in front of a mirror for 1 minute a day as a as a beginning process of reconnecting back to what we look like and feeling comfortable like looking at ourselves because i think a lot of women men probably too but speaking about women avoid looking at themselves because they don't like what they see or they don't feel comfortable yeah. in their body so to feel confident or comfortable in your own body just begin the process of connecting with yourself and looking at yourself and stopping that denial or avoidance of what you look like
1: avoidance I think yeah and that's really common and something that I'll get like a lot of my clients is like it was really hard to take those progress photos Mm. which is understandable because they've been avoiding looking at themselves or accepting their bodies in in its current state or where they are in their journey um, which can be really really difficult but a a lot of the time when they go through their process and they're working on their habits and you know creating the life with a kid now or another kid uh, and getting more comfortable with who they are and in turn their body composition changes and they'll often look back at those progress photos and go I'm actually glad that i Took those because now I can see how far I've come. And Mm -hmm. it's a pretty cool, it's pretty cool being able to experience that with someone.
0: Yeah. But avoidance never helps (laughs) with it. No, I think anything. Yeah. So the fourth step is alignment with your word or integrity. Actually, I'll just to be fully transparent, I wanted to create the five A's. And like I said, this is something that I teach, but I couldn't think of a, uh, an a word for the word integrity but kareen at the start of this was like what about alignment so now we have the five a's anyway so what that means is so we've uh we're starting we're starting to take action but in order to really like build that self-belief if you say you
1: solidify solidify
0: that shit man (laughs) if you say you're going to do something you have to follow through with it because if you don't then you break your self-trust, you break your self-belief and ultimately you break the confidence in yourself. If you follow through with your word, aka you have integrity, you say you're going to do something and you follow through with it, by doing that, you trust yourself, you believe in yourself Mm. and you feel confidence in yourself. A prime example of this, kind of related to the gym, but not really is dieting. So often, again, this is back in the weight loss days, but often what would come up with the clients that I was, coaching and helping was that they lacked such confidence or belief or self-trust because they they said i'm gonna start my diet on monday and they'd been fucking saying that they were gonna start their diet on monday for such a long time and so you say i'm gonna start a diet on monday because that's really what you want to do and it makes you feel good by saying something that you're potentially going to action but when you say it all the fucking time and you never action it you actually don't believe yourself. You're saying it because you're like, yes, this makes me feel good. This is really what I want to do. But then almost knowing full and well that you're actually not going to follow through with it because you haven't for such a long period of time. And so then you sever your trust in yourself, in your word, you sever your self-belief, you sever your confidence because you're saying something and you're not following through. So to build confidence, again, you have to take action. But if you say something, You have to fucking do it so that you trust yourself, believe in yourself, and ultimately feel confident in yourself.
1: Yes, and that's where, you know, starting small, just putting your joggers on, going out for five minutes, even if you don't feel like it. I often tell my clients, like, just getting to the gym, like you said, jumping on the treadmill. Like, you might not be doing your whole workout. You might not do your workout at all, but you have kept that promise yourself. You're aligning yourself with, your commitment yeah and you're going to the gym or I often tell my clients like if all three sets of your exercise program feel overwhelming just do one Mm. just do one set like you're still then committing to yourself and that is what builds trust over your time it doesn't matter that you didn't complete the whole session you got there you did something that's going to build the trust in yourself that's going to build the habit and then you're going to feel confident and then you're going to gain confidence and self-belief and self-trust.
0: Mm. I think what fucks a lot of us up, and this is something that I personally used to struggle with is the all or nothing mentality. Yeah. And with the 30 day promise rule, it's, as I mentioned before, it's like writing a couple of words in your journal or putting your shoes on going out for 10 minutes. That's still a promise to yourself. That's still doing the thing, but where we fuck ourselves over is we say, well, if I can't go for the hour walk, then fuck it. I just won't do it. Or if I can't complete my whole session, then fuck it. I won't just do it. And a really important reminder is something's more important than nothing. And it's actually not about what you're doing. It's about who you're being to do what you're Mm. doing and who you're being is fucking keeping the promise to yourself. No matter if it's three words in your journal, five minutes walk or fucking walking on the treadmill at the gym or one set, whatever that looks like. It's, yeah, it's, it's if you're going to do one set, one set of an exercise at the gym, like it's not going to do much for your body, but who you're being is someone who commits to themselves regardless of what that outcome or like the, the action that you're taking actually is.
1: Yeah, but if you compound that over time as well, like even if you did one set three days a week, that's three sets and then you do that for a month, Mm. And then you do that for two months, like you're like you're going to get to the place that you want to wanna go. And I guess that's from that all or nothing approach. And that's something that I struggle with postpartum. And I know a lot of my mums do as well, especially like with kids. They're like, I can't do my whole program. I'm like, cool, but you got there and you did something, and that's still gonna help you recover and ultimately be the person that you wanna be, because that's what we're training for to feel how we want to feel and be the person that we want to be. And that, that stuff compounds over time on different, yeah, multiple different levels, actual results that you want to achieve, plus that self-trust, self-belief, so on and so forth.
0: Amen, sis. And then the last step, step five is autonomy, which basically means self-belief. So through the action, through the alignment with your word, what happens within yourself is self-trust, self-belief, and of course, confidence. So autonomy, by definition, is a sense of being able to depend on ourselves as a strong, powerful resource. Ooh, I like that. Mm. To be an autonomous human is someone who trusts themselves, believes in themselves, and again, to repeat myself for the 500th time, is someone who feels confident within themselves based on the actions that they're taking and who who you're being, which, again, is just the most important piece. So without autonomy and self-belief, we rely too heavily on and become dependent of, of others to validate us and to speak about body, like relate it back to body image and our bodies or make decisions for us. So it's formed when you follow through with your word, which is step four, integrity, continually check in with yourself and trust yourself to make the right decisions and take the right actions for yourself.
1: Yeah. And I really like like how you've pointed out that without autonomy, how we rely so much on that external validation, which is something that I've definitely felt. So I go through phases where I do have a lack of confidence and a lack of trust in myself. And I do notice that I am reaching a lot more for that external validation. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing all the time depending on the degree a degree that you're using that external validation so like I might call you and be like hey I'm having a hard time and just to hear you say you're doing amazing you're great is enough to kind of then help me take the action that I need to take and I think that's the important part but if we're stuck in a cycle where we're constantly seeking that external validation to drive us that's when we have the issue use it but we're not relying
0: on it and we're humans like we're not always all of the time going to fucking feel autonomous yeah and and so then it's okay to sometimes rely or ask use for. as a tool i don't use as a tool yeah, maybe it's not relying it's yeah it's it's just gaining assistance when we need assistance cuz we're humans but yeah. if you're constantly requiring that external validation then it gets really fucking tiring for the person that you're requiring it from as well as you're, yeah, not trusting yourself. You're not within your own self because you're relying on everyone else. Yeah, I feel that. (laughs) I think actually, I've never really spoken about this, but I just had this example come into my mind. At the, maybe the middle section of my relationship, I had this massive business failure and, uh, it really fucked my confidence in, in work mm. and in myself. And I allowed it to, yeah, take over and like show up in all areas of my life. And uh, there was a couple of months within there that I was really relying on the person I was in a relationship with to build that up, which became really tiring for him. Mm. And it just felt shitty within me because I constantly needed validation. I constantly had to ask, questions because I couldn't trust my own decision making and it just it feels shit as as you the person and as well as whether that's like you're relying on your partner or your family or your friend or whatever and I'm talking about all the time not sometimes so yeah it just it feels shit if you're currently struggling with that make sure that you're then turning internally and taking following this five-step process and starting the process of building up that self-belief and self-trust which a good place to start is the one promise rule
1: yeah or pay for professional help
0: (laughs) or hire someone
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. because they'll sit there and listen because they're being paid (laughs) to.
0: yes and they'll also give you great advice and I think the best coaches are coaches who help you answer your own questions
1: yeah and it just kind of I don't know, it reminds me maybe of a few times we've been on phone conversations and you've asked a question and I've been like, well, only, you know, only you can answer that question, or maybe not with you, but with other people as well, because I'm not going to answer that question for you. As a coach, you can ask the question, but sometimes you have to give it back to them and be like, Well, no, you have to trust yourself enough to make the decision that you need to make. And and this is just me talking from a coach's perspective now. And then even if it's the wrong decision exclamation mark we learn from it and then we can make the different decision and and
0: go down that track yeah and I think that also like it stems from such a lack of trust I remember in many of my coaching calls I bit they'd ask a question I said and what what do you think about that and they have the answer already they just don't trust that that answer is correct or that that action is correct and so yeah pay someone to help <laughs> you ask yourself the questions that you're not willing well, to ask yourself yeah and that's why
1: I have approached in different times of my life when I need them because I'm just I don't I guess I don't have that trust or self-belief in myself so having
0: someone external just ask and, the questions that, and neutral like not your husband or whatever yes yeah, so like they have no
1: emotional connection I say that but a lot of the coaches I work with do really care so there is a degree of emotional connection but they can look at things objectively and they are ask the questions that maybe you're too scared to ask yourself as well which is something that I've definitely found so it's kind of really forced me to reflect and think and then take the action that I actually need to take so coaches are really helpful and you'll find them for all different areas fields whatever you want to call it
0: mm-hmm.
1: Kate works in body confidence loving yourself I work pregnancy postpartum strength training kit us up yeah fucking oath. So I think to summarize confidence is kind of gonna sound a little bit different to everyone maybe but it all kind of means the same thing and it's having that self-belief self-trust Owning who you are, accepting who you are, being, being proud of that.
0: And doing things repetitively so that you feel competent.
1: Yes. Taking the action that needs to be taken to feel competent.
0: Yay. Yeah. And so this relates to any area of your life, any yeah. process that you want to go down and working on it is really important in all areas of your life yeah hopefully this five step model helped you we'll chuck the five step model in the show notes with just a couple of notes so that you can refer back to it if you want to but yeah other than that is there anything you want to finalize with in reference to confidence no
1: i think we have pretty much covered it and yeah i guess yes to reiterate me is just having that understanding and taking the action regardless of what those fears are taking that action, no matter how big or small. Not having that all or nothing mindset, you know, because there's a lot of gray in life, and you know that over time will help build your confidence in whatever area of life you're looking at. Solid. What about? All right. What about? Love, proud, grateful. Yes. Ah, uh, I'll go. I'll go. I love my home and I love my routine. I love my home and I love my routine. Proud. Bro, I, if you be about yourself. I love my home and I love my routine. Okay. <laughs> I'm proud. Uh, I'm proud of myself for doing this weekend. It, there, I probably lacked confidence in some areas, um, like being in social situations, but I did it anyway. Okay, I'm grateful for my home and my routine. <laughs> <laughs> and I love that despite how I felt, I took action
0: anyway. What about you, KP? I love my adaptability. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just feel like even though I've complained about it a lot, I've handled the last couple of months quite well in terms of just everything in my environment being fucking annoying. I just feel like I've – I might not sound like I've handled it well, but I feel like I've handled it well. I think Uh, you've still taken
1: action. You've still done shit despite circumstances and environment.
0: Yeah, I've made it happen outside of everything. And yeah, um, I am grateful for my gym. But I just fucking love the humans there. It just feels good going there. And I went there this morning before this podcast and I just I feel good about that. And I am proud of myself for taking action regardless of my fears. Nice. Love it. they a good yep. ones.
1: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and you learnt some good shiz about <laughs> good
0: confidence. Good shiz,
1: Some good shiz about confidence. And if you aren't confident in the area, there's the five A's Oh, to building your self-confidence. It's the five-step model, the model of five steps. <laughs> whatever you want to use. So thank you so much for listening. We really do appreciate you being here and listening to what we have to say, educating, empowering. That's what we do. If you did love this episode, please screenshot it and share it on your stories. If you have any questions, any comments, we love hearing from you. Jump into our DMs at Pod. We love hearing from you. And on that note, We hope you have a fantastic day and we will see you next week. Goodbye. Bye-bye.